0: Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking, your source for optimized health system operations. The Patient Flow Podcast is designed to be an ongoing conversation about the strategic concerns for healthcare enterprises today. On today's episode of the Patient Flow podcast, we meet Lisa Potts, Senior Director of Patient Care Services at the University of Illinois Hospital and Health Sciences System. Lisa recently completed her Doctor of Nursing practice degree with a focus on patient flow as part of her doctoral project. Lisa talks to Teletracking Susan McLaughlin about how she became interested in patient flow. Let's listen in.
1: For most of my nursing career, I was an ER and ICU nurse. Of course, in the ER, saw a lot of challenges with patients boarding, ambulance diversion, left without seeing pa- uh, patients who left without being seen. But then also in the ICU, feeling like our resources were already tapped out, and knowing that the ED wanted to um, send additional patients. So, knowing the challenges on both sides. I always found the logistics of moving patients interested, interesting. And then um, when I came to the University of Illinois, I had never experienced um, teletracking before and seeing how the technology could help us to be a little more transparent with our flow and communicate better, I was excited to um, look at all of that as a package when I started working on my DNP. What led you to focus on patient flow? I think mostly just seeing our patients waiting and waiting and seeing our staff frustrated that we, we have different pieces of technology and weren't really optimizing the use of them. In my position working in logistics, I was able to see kind of a bird's eye view of how the hospital operates and I saw a lot of opportunities to use the technology to improve our flow. When I started the project, I, did a, I started it with a pilot between the ED and one of our inpatient units. There were, there were four areas I had started thinking about in terms of the pilot, and that was primarily boarding time in the ED, but also left without being seen, ambulance diversion, the um, opportunity cost or expenses related to ambulance diversion and left without being seen and boarding, and then also patient employee satisfaction. So those four areas were just a little bit too large to look at all of that together as a DNP project. So I broke it down and um, looked at a segment of boarding time. For us, boarding time is when the decision to admit has been made, how long is a patient waiting in the ER before they actually get to their bed? But I narrowed it down to when the patient is physically ready, all their tests have been done, they are ready to go, uh, leave the ER physically um, and clinically. So when the patient is ready to move out of the ER, how long is it taking them to get to their bed? So it's a small segment of boarding time, but it certainly is an area where we saw opportunity because once the patient is ready to go, their bed is clean and ready, the only thing standing between the patient leaving and getting to their bed is the nursing handoff. And that's where we saw a lot of opportunities. Lisa, could you talk a little more about why uh, this type of compliance is so important? I think there's a, a couple things related to compliance. So when I was looking at the project, there were there's actually two things going on. One is with our, our nursing handoff. Uh, the Joint Commission, you know, is asking that there's a standardization for a nursing handoff in terms of process and content. Neither of which we had with our telephone handoff. Um, what we were doing was assigning beds to patients who were not ready to move. So essentially, you could have a patient with a bed assignment who wouldn't actually go to their bed for four to six hours, and then there were people who were ready to go to their bed waiting for beds, but they weren't getting them because they were already pre-assigned to others. So um, we looked at, at both ends. How do we standardize our handoff? to be compliant and how do we get more efficient with how we're assigning beds? And that's where the ready to move came into play. What type of impact have you seen to date? What is sort of the domino effect of of utilizing this technology? We use the ready to move technology and then we also use our paging in the process. So if I could just talk for a minute about how the process works. When a patient, when, let, let's use the ER for example, when the ER activates the ready to move functionality in teletracking, that's when the bed is assigned to that patient. That bed assignment sends a page to the charge nurse to say, this patient is ready to move. You can go ahead in the system in Cerner and review the electronic handoff. And ideally, we were hoping that the patient would be. To the unit in 30 minutes or less. When we first started, we had several Kaizen events with teletracking, and um, that's where we kind of learned the, uh, the benchmark of 30 minutes or less. At the time when we started, our baseline average minutes was 84 minutes from ready to move to occupying a bed. So we had a lot of work to do. Well, I I guess I'll say 2 weeks after implementation we went from 84 minutes to 49 minutes on average over the house and since then that was in August and now in February we're kind of holding holding steady at 45-46 minutes. So, we've made, you know, about a 40% decrease in our boarding time by implementing this process. Wow, that's an amazing accomplishment in such a short amount of time. Right, it's Um, been like three months. What type of implementation or education strategy did you use to get staff on board with this new way of doing things? Right. We learned a lot with the pilot, and um, we put together a group of frontline nurses, some leaders clinical practice and professional development staff, and then logistics staff. We created a task force and we looked at the whole process. We looked at the opportunities that we learned from the pilot. And what we did was we did education in face-to-face sessions, one-hour sessions, all three shifts. This task force we created, these people became the subject matter experts for how the process worked. And teletracking in general. So we had one hour sessions that everybody was required to go to. We also did a, a learning module online so that people would have something after the uh, one hour session to go to for reminders. And then we did a lot of education on the tool itself, on the electronic tool. So our Cerner um, handoff tool is set up in SBAR format. So that's um, nice for standardization, but because people weren't familiar with it, they weren't really sure what, was, what information was located on each tab. So we created um, a little cheat sheet for them that they hung by their computers on the unit, and we did a lot of education on where to find the information they needed. The other thing we did was we created a reporting tool that we still use. If things didn't go as expected, we asked the nurses to fill out where their patient came from, um, what the issue was related to the process or communication or the technology. And this task force reviewed every single one of those on a weekly basis. Um, The nice thing was that there were never in all this time any issues related to quality or safety. Um, There were issues related to people not following the process or people not hanging on to their pagers. So really, technology and just um, accountability issues, which we've really um,
0: addressed and
1: overcome a lot of that.
0: Thank you for listening to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. In the coming weeks, we look forward to bringing you insightful conversations with the leading experts in patient flow and industry best practices to help ensure patients across the healthcare continuum get the right care in the right place at the right time.